Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan. It is Dish of the Day time. Chef Ryan's in the studio. Hey, hey, hey. Looking lovely in a kind of light purple shirt there. You purple got a, on purple. You got a matching t shirt in, inside as dun, well. Dun, dun, That's dun, dun, pretty dun, dun, amazing. Do you have a whole wardrobe of t shirts that match the color of your shirt? No, sir. This is the one day <laughs> that I even get dressed up. This is the most dressed up I get all week. I'm loving it that I can see your feet, Ryan. So ah, you can. The Spring weather is you here. You busted me. Got no. the flip-flops. Is, is it warm enough outside? It just like kind of tinkles your toes a little oh, bit? Oh, it is for me. You know, Barefoot Gardens. Barefoot, you know. There's go. a reason yeah. for that name. Do you like being sockless? Uh, it's so, I mean, it's a nostalgia thing for me. When I was oh. a kid, you know, when I was a kid, and you that spring day and you go run in the in, in the cool grass oh, really? in the front yard. In your bare feet. In your bare feet with your toes. Oh, oh, I just love that. Love that's, that. Yeah. that's a little bit sad. I don't think it's possible, really, for many Korean kids growing up in apartments anymore. This is true. Come on out to the grass. farm. Yeah, on, take your shoes off. Yeah. Have a little run around. Uh, have you done anything in interesting over the past week Ryan? nope not a thing <laughs> nope just been Tending uh, to the farm yes absolutely it's been some pretty nice weather we've had some really warm days mm. and and not too much uh mise manji or, or fine dust yeah it's been nice had, the past day as well really clear uh, i think it's yeah. it's lovely and there was a little scare of rain or a little sprinkle but still got a lot of farm work done the greenhouse is filling up with young plants that still need the help of the greenhouse Ooh. to survive you know the cold at night what's um, coming up next in terms of harvesting like that you can harvest or, or get the kiddos to take off the plants not a lot this no. time of year buddy not, i mean if we had a full green like a giant greenhouse operation uh-huh. that would be different um mm. but our greenhouse is more for just helping things get ready for the season okay so right now the only things we can harvest are like cilantro that we had in the greenhouse oh, right. Dill, dill, yeah, your favorite. Yes. Uh, fresh dill is amazing, you know. So lovely. Um, yeah. yeah, I would like to grow a little herb garden. Like my mum's yeah. doing it in her veranda. It's a bit of a jungle out there, to be honest. And she even plants, you know, the pa. The like tepa, the big like spring onions. Oh yeah, just oh, that yeah. she buys from the market. She'll put a couple of those into the soil. Oh, and then we you do the same thing. Cutting them the off, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. They last quite a long time. Well, you can cut that green part off, and I just learned this. Yeah, know, but you can cut that green part off and plant the bottom. Oh, and it just keeps coming back. Oh, just, really? Yeah. So as long as you've got temperature and sunlight, you know, a warm enough spot wow. in a window and enough light, then then you have never-ending depa, never-ending so, leaks. So the leak, you don't have to have the roots. You can just cut the green part without the root. That green part can go in. Oh, no. Uh, so, vice oh, versa. Okay. The okay. bottom part stays in. All right, yes. And you take keep taking the green. Yeah, that's so, what my mum keeps on doing. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that yeah. is so, like, good for the environment, I feel. I got to meet your, your mom own. someday. Yeah, I, I like her already. She would love to see you. Mm. Today, we're doing something rather historic on Dish of the Day. Mm. Even during Yes Chef, I can't remember. Did we feature this in your memory? 
No. I mean, obviously we talked about it because, you know, it pairs with some of the foods that we talk about. Yeah. But, but no, this is the first time we've done a show focused on... A beverage. A beverage. An adult beverage. An adult beverage. And and then also, yeah, makoli. My favorite. My favorite. Is it really? My favorite Korean alcohol, Something Peter likes. Yay. And you could be fussy about this if you don't want your alcohol kind of creamy, I suppose. Well, yeah. When I got here 15 years ago, it was it had not seen its resurgence, mm. its revitalization back into popularity. And so the ones you would find were... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Terrible. Just like the mass manufactured ones in the plastic bottles. Well, you know, back in the day, it, it started to fall in popularity. It was considered just a rural, you know, farmer's drink mm -hmm. through the late 60s, 70s-ish, I guess. It, it dropped in popularity. Yeah. Uh, as people moved to the city and were like, we're not doing those rural farm things anymore we're it's city cold. folks right <laughs> um and so then the producers made it more cheap and cheaply and used wheat and corn instead of rice and mm. and all these fake sweeteners and that's what i tried when i first got here oh really it wasn't with rice then those kind of cheap maybe ones. a little bit oh. yeah um but today it's another world mm. uh back then you know we would describe it as milky fizzy uh chalky mm -hmm. um and and people still use some of those descriptors but they don't do it justice i mean uh. this is really like wine i mean there's so many different kinds there's so many interesting complexities to it and we're going to get into that today and 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 share some information with you guys fantastic we have talked about makali as ryan said before i don't think is the main star of the show if we have then do forgive us because i don't remember going into it in too much detail we on other young TV actually have some documentaries linked to it so we can get deep in the weeds there. I did some narration and I learned a lot about it too. Mm. So yeah, you're right. Back when you first came here, even when I first came here in about 2009 as well it was more of an adjushy thing. Right. It was not trendy or stylish whatsoever. I will admit though, I still didn't mind it. Like even when I drank it back then it yeah. was those brands are still around, you know, those cheaper kind of manufactured ones. It's not bad. It's better than soju to me because I really don't have a liking. For I have that. to have to agree <laughs> with you there. Um, yeah, it, I guess it just really was so unusual to me the first time to have it because it is kind of thick and and for lack of a better term, kind of milky, mm. you know, but then fizzy because yes. it's, it's carb naturally carbonated. Yes. I mean, it's probiotic. It's awesome. It's, it's a, it's a unpasteurized beverage in most cases. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just kind of threw us all off because there's nothing that I had ever had that was even similar, mm. you know, back then. Absolutely. Um, in, yeah. in terms of why we have it, I guess each country has their own alcohol depending on what's available, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so let's play a little game. Okay. Uh, cactus agave. Right. I've seen that being trendy as a kind of sweetener instead of sugar or syrup. That's true. But, is but it do you know what base? liquor is made oh, really? from agave cactus? Where? What country would have a a plethora of agave cactus grown in the high well, I'm thinking of deserts, deserts yeah. right? And I'm yeah. thinking of places like Mexico. There you go. And then I would have to go to tequila. Dun, da, da, da. Is made from agave. Agave So is it cactus. kind of healthy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I love some real like uh, 100% agave tequilas. Ooh. They're so good. You know, you have to grow that plant for 10 years <gasps> before you can make tequila from it. Really? So that means the amount of tequila made in any given year was decided 10 years ago. Wow. You have to wait that long. The plant has to grow. So are there like cheaper versions of tequila where it's not doing that? Well, where it's where it's less and less percentage of actually agave. Uh, yeah, stay away from those. Okie dokie. Yeah, because I, I got a little lesson in that. I used to think all tequila was that cheap kind of really yellowy looking stuff. Oh, but man. you get many clear, expensive ones, which taste amazing. Yeah, so much of the world, the first experience with tequila was that one big brand yes. that wasn't making real tequila for a long time. Now, apparently they do. Oh. Uh, and it's gotten better. But for a long time, people would have that first taste and be like, ah, and there disgusting. are way better tequilas. And <laughs> and the same is true for Makali with me when I first got here. The ones I tried, I was like, oh, I don't want that. And then you get into it and wow. And yeah. then now you've got these amazing artisanal growers or, or producers that, that are crafting these, these beautiful beverages. Have you got any other quiz questions? Sorry. Yeah. Back on topic. Okay. All right. So <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes make me think of Ireland because they had a potato famine this over there. This is true. Odd fact, potatoes are actually all from the Andes from mm, South America. Originally. Yep. People often think it's from Ireland because of that. But uh. No. Uh, potatoes are turned into... What alcohol? I'm trying to think because we have loads of potatoes in the UK, so I'd assume, but it's not beer, right? No, nope, vodka. Oh, traditionally vodka was made from potatoes. I see. Right, right and so right. that's what the ingredient that you're kind of fermenting to exactly, get your alcohol. Exactly, exactly. So, uh. so throughout history, people have always made alcohol from the thing that they had plenty of. So, mm. so uh, you, from wheat, you get beer. Yep. Right. You know, um, from the agave, you get the tequila from the the potatoes in Mozambique they've got mm -hmm. a lot of palm trees and there's one kind of palm tree that Ooh. makes a fermented beverage I've seen it in India too Ooh, it's an naturally fermented uh -huh. and carbonated straight out of the tree straight from the tree you just climb up there poke a little hole leave a bottle to catch it and come back later and it's naturally fermented you can drink it you can straight drink away it. you can drink it that yeah. sounds amazing yeah. doesn't it a little dangerous as well if people are going a little over the top with that and so we have Makali here is what we're saying because i guess some of the cruder translations are just korea's rice wine but that's not detailed enough because it's not like sake which is also described as rice wine it's completely different Ex taste. exactly it's it's so much different. and the good thing is now this is available in a lot of different countries around the world because it's seen such a, a growth in popularity in recent years so hopefully if you are intrigued by what we talk about today you can find it near you and chances are you're going to find a pretty good one too mm, yeah the artisan ones seem to be exported a lot amakali just to make it clear to our listeners, has a long history here in Korea, right? Right, at least 2,000 years. Wow. At least. That's yeah. a very long history indeed, isn't it? Uh, Sherry Russell says, uh, I have got to ask, oh, I've, I've got the same message to you. Uh, okay. Is Makalina's fizziness similar to kombucha, which is naturally fizzy? Well, Sherry, I'm so glad you brought that up. Absolutely, yes, it is. Ooh. I'm got the kombucha going in the house now. You know, I'm I'm building up the 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 scoby layer Are you for the seal. It? Absolutely, man. Yeah, How do you make stuff. kombucha? 
Well, that's another whole other topic, buddy, but I'll give you a lesson whenever you're ready. Because I um, love it. The bottled stuff here, I'm sure maybe it's not as good as You homemade. love kombucha? I'm going to bring you some. I'll bring you some. Yeah, when I first had it, I was like, oh, it was a bit vinegary. But right. they, they have it with fruit flavors, right. like a lot of the time. There's one coffee shop that does a really nice one with a glass full of ice. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. so refreshing. It's so lovely. But yeah. what we've started to do is you can buy little packets of kombucha powder, and mm. then you like put them into water. But I prefer... Sparkling water, or I prefer sparkling water. Okay. You can put them into yeah. normal water, but they don't have much fizz. Then it's a bit odd. That doesn't yeah. sound real to me, but I believe you. But apparently, it's still got some of the probiotics in there somehow. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's true. Well, definitely, <laughs> makgeolli is a live fermentation. Mm. So, so that's you know, for a long time, that's why it wasn't exported because then ah. it would change it completely. Okay. But now around the world, you've got other people producing it in other countries. Mm. So hopefully, you guys get a chance to find one of them try it out yeah. uh, you got another message there? i do from hooligan says soju any day for me <laughs> that kick that hits slowly is amazing. be careful with that one man it'll it surprise you can't get you quickly <laughs> it really it really is i i think back to my first times trying it you know years ago it did always just sneak up on you because it's not as strong as like vodka yeah. or but but plenty strong you're right strong. like you'll you'll knock it back and then after you've done like a bottle and a half you'll be like oh dear two bottles oh my goodness and then mm. some people here can drink like bottles and bottles of the stuff i'm <laughs> amazed <sighs> i'm worried for their livers as well <laughs> uh, talking of soju just quickly because we talked about makgeolli and you know it kind of decreasing in popularity getting mm-hmm. mixed up with different ingredients I was doing some research into Andong, which is apparently the origin of soju, right? Right, right, right. And they still make it the traditional way with rice, just like makgeolli, but different. They, they never stopped. Yeah, right? Yeah. They and, kept going like that. And that that stuff is good. Yeah. It, it's, it, it can be really strong. It's up to 40%, <gasps> right? Wow. Um, but it's still sold in a ceramic bottle. Oh, nice. And I've always wondered why... That didn't go mainstream. Mm. Now some new guys have come in yeah. and started producing new trendier with that same old recipe. Oh, and they've they've taken the market. They're exporting around the world. It's wow. it's good stuff. It's good yeah, because the point I wanted to bring up is kind of like makgeolli, didn't a lot of soju people also just go away from rice and just to cheaper ingredients? Exactly. It just tastes like exactly. ethanol, basically. Well, there were even food shortages uh, mm. here. When was that? Was that like the 70s? I think they kind of yeah. restricted you using rice for alcohol, right? It was banned. You yeah. weren't allowed to make makgeolli because the rice was more important for people to eat. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and in that time, you could see the reasoning behind it. Uh, mm. We've got this from Will saying, I found a boost store in my city in Canada that sells kuksundang makgeolli and I love it. I've seen it on various shows that there are different flavors of makgeolli. Do they have any flavored shots to change the taste from a plain one to other flavors? Oh, that's interesting. Like, you can get regular makgeolli, but you want to change it to a flavored one. Couldn't you just, like, put in a bit of, like, I don't know, like lime cordial or something like there, that. There are a lot of cocktail recipes online these days. Uh, one of the most famous is is a strawberry makgeolli cocktail. Mm. I can see how that would match fairly easily, but 
But I would I would suggest if you can find a makgeolli that's not too sweet yeah. first. And I and I'm not sure the one that you're finding. Uh, it sounds great. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I, there's so many I can't keep track all mm. the different names of them. Yeah. But if it's a less sweet one, then you have more room to play because yeah. your other ingredients like fruit are going to be pretty sweet. So yeah, I've tried mm. some artisan like chestnut flavored ones, corn flavored ones. They're oh, all great. Green tea. Yeah. Um, Oh gosh, it goes on and on. Ginseng. Yeah, the um, healthier versions, right? There's yeah. so many. But getting to the makgeolli then, if you wanted to make it, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be easy, right? But you could do it. Well, it, actually, it's not too too tough. Okay. Um, I've had some friends fail, just like you can with, <laughs> with any ferment, you know, yeah. like making kombucha or even making vinegar at home. Mm-hmm. Um, nuruk. Are you familiar with nuduk? That's the kind of key here, isn't it? Well, yeah, you can think of it kind of like a, a sourdough starter uh-huh. in a way. Okay. Uh, nuduk is this dried cake mm. that uh, is made from rice, maybe barley, maybe a bit of wheat, and it might be whole or it might be a bit ground up. Yeah. Uh, water formed into a, a large cake, and then it's hung to dry in just the right humidity and temperature. It's usually this big kind of disc slash cake shape, right? That's, That's what i've seen and that's what interested me i was like oh what's that yeah well and the special thing on that is that it's not just one type of yeast or bacteria or Mm. enzyme but a multitude Mm. and what that does is one of them it helps to like get the outer layer of the rice opened up so that another enzyme or bacteria can get the inner protein part and change that and then you know, even a, a nuduk from Busan might be different from a nuduk further north. Uh-huh. Busan's a little bit warmer. Sure. So it, it'll be higher in like lactic acid, that kind of thing. So so then you might have a faster uh, breakdown of those things that the lactic acid go after. So, so they're all different. It, it can be so complex. Mm. So so similar to, you know, the way, you know, folks always talk about wine. Um, you can get all these different complexities with makgeolli. Um, they're not always necessarily sweet. Some folks add sugar. Mm. Uh, some folks add honey towards the end. Oh, so, wow. Some of them you don't need to add any other sweetener. It's already just right there where it needs to be. Yeah. I, mm. I love the fact that it's a bit creamy and it's, it kind of gets coating my tongue and my teeth a little bit as well oh. like when i first had it i was like that's odd but i grew to really like that and it's a bit filling as well absolutely and, and I, I think we forgot to mention it is always served cold i've mm. never had no. a, a warm <laughs> makgeolli that like would a be porridge bad. of makgeolli yeah. does not sound nice yeah. does it how long does it take to make then because we're wines and Kay mentioned earlier whiskey you can age it for like 18 20 years True. It's not um, that long, right? No, no. <laughs> you're talking like just a few days to a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it's that... finished. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then it's best consumed within a week or two. Mm. You know? Even even the the some of the newer, better ones that I'm seeing in the in the shops here, the expiration date is two weeks or maybe a month from the date that it's produced. Yeah, with the better artisan ones, they don't go further than that. I was surprised, though, because I bought a makgeolli to have with some neighbors. It was about, I don't know, maybe two, three months ago. Mm -hmm. And it was like orange or tangerine or halabong flavors. I just wanted to get excited. Exciting. And then I checked the date the other day. I thought I'd have to throw it away. It was still good. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there must be like a lot of preservatives in there or something. Could be. Or or maybe it was just, you know, partially pasteurized okay. or, or low temperature pasteurized could be. That you know? could help keep it 
okay for yeah, longer. Yeah. But if you're looking as a purista, then you'd want to be consuming it within a week or two of, of making it. I, I think so. Um, I, I think that's, you know, traditionally the way it's done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it changes constantly. It's going to get more and more sour. The, the yeast is going to consume all the sugar or any kind of fruit or other starches that it can consume mm. and convert that. And it's going to get a little eventually to alcohol and then later to vinegar. Mm. Um, so it's going to get a little bit more and more sour and less sweet over time. Sherry brings up the combo of beer and soju, known as Sumeg. Uh, <laughs> is there something similar with Makkali? We don't mix that with beer, do we? I've seen it with mixed with soju. Oh, oh yeah, plenty. Oh, dear, yeah. really? <laughs> to give it a kick. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I, I guess, yeah, if you want to get more tipsy more quickly, you would add soju to most drinks, kind of like a, a vodka or something like there, that. There are a ton of uh, cocktail recipes using makkali and soju together uh, um, or or other spirits, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like it as it is. That's good enough for me. Brian mentioned some of the cocktails that he's seen. Banana. Now, that would be great because banana milk is great, right? I've seen I've seen banana makkali. Maybe I'm a purist. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, I am. I, I, I'm more into the the less uh, bizarre uh, <laughs> black sesame. That, he says, "Oh no, that I'd have to try." Yeah, yeah. strawberry. He's also thrown out there, mm. like uh, we mentioned earlier. That I've also seen... goes well because it's kind of like milkshakey. I feel. Benedict yeah. saying, never tried, but I will try it soon. In the Philippines, I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Music Ooh. that you want to dance to. Oh, yeah. Arirang Radio. And we haven't even talked about like how you drink it and what you drink it with. We'll get onto that. But so many messages coming in here. Yeah, Silver Granny here says, I wish my Korean grocery carried makgeolli and soju, but will stock up when I make my pilgrimage to H-Mart. You know what's funny? Um, now, this is, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Uh-huh. But I will tell you that around the Dallas area, for yeah. sure. And and when I was in Missouri, I stopped at a, at a grocer. Um, if you find Korean folks that are running any small mart, and even if they don't have it on the shelves, yeah. if you ask them nicely, oh, politely, yeah. they probably have it hidden somewhere. <laughs> oh, for their like VIPs. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen Korean beer, soju, all, all kinds of things oh. that you had to ask. Oh, nice. And now they could get in trouble, so they might just say you flat out no mm-hmm. if they're if they're worried that you're trying to get them in trouble. Sure, but uh, they probably have it around. Yeah. Just saying. I think selling alcohol, you have to jump through some hoops to do that that's a great tip be friendly with the store owners right uh we had uh sherry russell saying at my local korean grocery store though there is a bottle of makgeolli and i'm gonna have to go and get one yeah there definitely are big case stores in the states especially easily accessible which will officially sell it i think it'll be more pricey than here because to get a cheaper bottle of makgeolli you're talking what just a couple of thousand one something like that exactly i mean there's some even huge bottles that are only about a (laughs) dollar And then there's tiny bottles that are, you know, $50 even now. Yeah, these so. days, which you 
didn't see, like you said, maybe 10, mm. 15 years ago, people would be like, are you crazy spending right. that on Makkali? Mm. But now it's okay. <laughs> Brian says, uh, just the regular soju, none of the flavored stuff unless made actually with fruits, etc. Uh, there's a sort of Makkali brand in his area called Maku by Sul. Oh. Um, do you know that one, Peter? We had a picture sent in from Lynn about that a little while ago, and it's in like cans, which I don't think is common here in Korea. Oh, I've seen that online, but I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if we sell it in Korean convenience stores. There are some in cans in Korean mm. convenience stores now, and I tried one of them. It's not too bad. It's, okay. It was def- It was very carbonated. Uh, definitely, you know, a, a live ferment. Um, yeah, a short, short shelf life, but delicious <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Good, good, good. Tropic Girls saying, Ryan, you definitely need to get Pete interning on the farm. Teach him everything, especially how to grow cucumbers and smoke <laughs> fish well, smoked fish is not too bad for me but cucumbers never never, never can you ever, smoke ever. a cucumber oh no thanks <laughs> i don't know about that one no. doesn't sound nice does it getting on to what muckily goes well with oh yeah are we going to mention like that we usually drink it as well not from a regular cup right It's usually in the little bowls, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So that's actually in this photo, isn't it? It is. Let's check it out. So if you're looking at the back, that's what? The kind of main vessel, and then you pour it into the individual. Right, and and that's a proper cup, but often they give you these little tin bowls. Yes. And and they're all dented up, you know, and they don't sit on the table evenly. (laughs) And it just adds to the charm of trying this thing out. Yeah, those little tin bowls, they're kind of, isn't that the same material you get the traditional, like, ramyun pots from as well, which you can find in stores, and you'll only use it to, like, cook ramyun, and that's about it. They're super cheap, yeah, yeah, and easy to use. Really thin bottom, so they heat up super quick. What is is this dish that we're looking at and this is probably the number one that people think of when they think makgeolli right uh, absolutely on a rainy day you have to have pajon and makgeolli in yes. korea uh, anybody will tell you this if it's raining they'll be like oh i want to go get some pajon and makgeolli today or at least the pajon uh, or at least the makgeolli yeah it's ingrained like in our psyche i think because yeah. it's been handed down it seems from generation to generation so you just feel when it rains you're like it comes to mind right do you, automatically do you know why I heard from a science perspective okay. that you kind of want greasy, oily things on a rainy day. And okay. so like the chun, which has been fried in oil, right. is apparently your body's craving. But I don't know why, like culturally or well, traditionally. No, that's another theory. Okay, I've got two more for okay. you. All right. So one is that, and this is kind of the cute one, okay. uh, the sound of rain hitting the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Is similar to the sound of a pajon frying in a uh, skillet. I have heard that okay. one. That is a kind of nice one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I've fried chicken on the farm on a rainy day before. Yeah. Uh, and, and that sound is, I mean, it, it just meshed perfectly with the sound of the rain mm, and the sound of the fried chicken. Okay. So I can totally get that. But the next theory, this is so, I, I think this is true. Oh. Right. Now. So much of Korea was about agriculture until yeah. just like 50, 60 years ago. Uh-huh. And that's when makgeolli was so popular. Right? Sure. Going back 2,000 years. Yeah. People were farmers. Well, what do farmers do on a rainy day? Maybe less farming. Exactly. And so exactly. they would just drink. 
Well, you know, you don't have as much work to do. Okay. Okay. Now, things like John, like these Korean pancakes, they're fried. Um, they can kind of slow you down mm. as, as you know, sure. heavier, greasier food does. Yeah. But your theory, the one you mentioned is, is like, makes sense as well. So if you crave it on that day. Yeah. Or maybe you crave it on that day because you don't have as much work to do. Yes. You know? That um, makes sense, doesn't it? And so, might as well have some makgeolli have a little tipple. eat some greasy food because hey, it's like a free day. <laughs> it's raining. We can't be out in the field, so and, get a break. And I did hear that even on like great weather days, farmers back in the day would at lunchtime maybe have a swig or two too many and not be as productive. <laughs> there, there's a little farm next to my farm, and these old guys that that run it uh, have become my friends over the years. Mm-hmm. And every time I drive by <laughs> between like 10.30 yep. and 1.00, they're like, Itawaba, come here, come here, Ryan. Uh, they're like, get over here, get over here. And and sometimes they they almost sound rude about it, but they're not. Yeah, they're just sure. like, hey, young farmer guy, get, get over here, here get and here. drink some makgeolli with us. Yeah. And I'm like, I got, it's it's 1030 in the morning, man. I got work to do. <laughs> that is the old traditional way, isn't it? We've got a couple of other photos that uh, we wanted to show you as well. This is... Also chon, but very mm-hmm. different to the to the pajon we showed you earlier, which is more of a pancake kind of shape that you might imagine, right? Yeah. Whenever friends come visit Korea, I always take them to a place like this. Mm. Uh, there's a few around Seoul where, I mean, there's just a smorgasbord, this huge buffet line of things to choose, throw in your basket, different mm. kinds of jun. It might be uh, a chili pepper stuffed with something. It might be uh, some cod. Uh, what are your favorites? Do you have- I like the, uh, do we call them courgettes? The- air hobak ones they're nice because they're really juicy inside yeah Yeah. absolutely that one does cook up really well Um, then dongurengdang the the kind of minced pork and vegetables kids love those dipped Uh, in ketchup as well oh it's so easy (laughs) to eat yeah Um, so you fill up a basket and then they fry it again to crisp up the edges and everything, mm. warm it up, and then bring it up to your table. And then they serve so many different makgeollis to try yes. in these places too. And again, on a rainy day, these places are packed. Yeah, um, Super cheap, really good stuff. That's so. a great tip for coming to Korea as a tourist. You've got to take mm. in some chun for sure, right? Just be ready for a nap afterwards. <laughs> you will have a full belly, that is for sure. And then the other one, which... I've come to really love. Mm. But if you told me what was in it when I first had it, I probably wouldn't have tried it. Isn't it like nuktu or mung, mung bean? bean. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound appetizing. Well, okay, so those those sprouts that you find in a lot of Southeast Asian cuisine, mm-hmm. the, the bean sprouts, as we yep. call them in the West, those are made from the mung beans. Mm-hmm. Well, here it has the sprouts. It has the mung bean itself that's been soaked and then ground up Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of your batter. Yeah. Right? So it's not really the beans that you're chewing on or anything. It's the no. batter, right? Yeah. Right. And then the sprouts are in there. Then you'll have some vegetables in there, like scallions, mm. chilies. Uh, you'll also have let's see, plenty of garlic, of course. Ground pork would be yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, and this is pretty much deep fried. Yeah. Like you have it's to crispy. have you have to have a good <laughs> like few centimeters of oil mm. to put this thick sucker in there. And you you put down some of the batter, then you lay on all the vegetables, and you pour more batter on top, and then you flip that. Th- it's so crispy. It is definitely a, a nap, a food coma thing. It'll put you out. But 
when I was looking at this picture last night, I, I was getting so hungry for one of these. Yeah. I'm going to have to go on the next rainy day and get me a bindedok. Yeah, my mum makes a mean one with like actual chunks of pork mm. and kimchi in it as well. Yes, together. that's right. Kimchi in there. Amazing. She doesn't let me have muckali with it, though. Uh, that's been muckali this week with Chef Ryan in the studio as ever. Thank you so much, sir. And we'll see you next Friday. You can listen to Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan every Friday at 10am KST on Hashtag Daily Cake.